0: Hello, this is Richard Wilson, and welcome to the Family Office Podcast and our series of investor mandate interviews. We have with us here today from spoke at our San Francisco Private Investor Summit just a few weeks ago. Uh, So thank you for joining us here today.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Great. So uh, what type of an investor are you and what's your day-to-day perspective on investing overall?
1: So I am an angel investor uh, and advisor to early stage startups. Investment Ideas is – we we also run a specialized market intelligence service for decision makers um, called – sort of a spin on Jeff Bezos' six-page memos uh, where we scan the marketplace, surface key trends, and then run sprints to research and develop in-depth briefs uh, on what's happening and what it means. And so um, that work feeds into the way I think about uh, investments. Uh, I generally tend to um, look long um, and look for you know, long-term, large-scale uh, secular trends to ride upon with respect to investments.
0: Sure, makes sense. And... You know, I think that uh, one thing I'd, I'd like to share with our, our listeners is just what your overall investment mandate is. I'm sure you become much smarter very quickly in many different niche areas, and that might lend you to uncovering opportunities, but also seeing maybe kind of macro trends that you could take advantage of, um, because otherwise there might be a temptation to always get excited about the next little micro event, you know, that's happening. So could you comment on that, kind of what your overall Uh, investment mandate is for for you personally that gets your most interest? Because with your type of role, I think it's much different than most investors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I, we look at large scale trends. So, Um, Our perspective right now, our perspective is always changing, by the way, but our perspective right now, uh, in terms of some of the the opportunity areas that that we find interesting, um, so one being satellite internet, um, if you've been watching what SpaceX is launching Mm -hmm. sixty satellites every every two to three weeks, that global satellite connectivity, if you can imagine that connectivity in rural places, on boats, anywhere in the world, it's gonna unlock a ton of new business models ranging from cloud gaming, alternative data for finance, uh, which you'll be able to get through satellite um, connectivity to remote work, um, the satellite internet is one that we're really interested in right now, um, first-party data and, and privacy. So uh, Google is about to phase – they just announced they're phasing out third-party cookies within two years, which is huge because it's going to completely devastate the whole world of remarketing. There's a lot sure. of activity right, right now around how do you get access to first-party data, um, how do you offer customers a uh, services with th- that enable privacy but also personalization, um, so this whole first-party data thing is really interesting. Climate investment is one that we're, we've been really engaged in lately. So our current trajectory, based on these narrowing estimates from multiple credible sources, is that we'll see a 3% increase in average surface temperature by 2100. We're seeing companies like Microsoft, BlackRock, uh, KKR making massive investments, billion-dollar-plus in climate investment. Anytime there's a major a major disruption, there's going to be opportunity, and the solutions aren't just about how you cut carbon. It's about how you pull it out from the atmosphere, about how you adapt to sort of the new world that we're going to find ourselves in. Uh, mm-hmm. So those are three that we like a lot. We're also looking closely at monetization of podcasting, uh, open banking with, you know, Visa's recent acquisition of Plaid, uh, what's sure. happening in India, India, which has been really, really active um, in terms of market entry from multinational companies, but also a very changing, uh, shifting regulatory landscape. So we're watching that closely as well.
0: Okay, great. And, Since you have uh, this expertise in the due diligence area specifically as well, uh, we always like to ask investors for like a $10,000 or $100,000 piece of advice, either for investors or those who are raising capital. You know, what's the the best question you think that someone can ask during the due diligence process to kind of weed out uh, investment prospects?
1: So the single best question that we are always asking is, what is the market context around this target or set of targets? It's very easy to hone in on one company, fall in love, and not realize there are six companies just like it, and maybe the one that you're looking at isn't very well positioned. So it's it's very easy for smart people to draw analogies, but you have to have a certain respect for, like, the distinctive characteristics of a given domain. Uh, right now for instance if you don't understand the regulatory context of a space it's very likely you don't understand the space at all uh, because regulation is changing everything it's basically kind of sweeping across the landscape right now Um, so i would say the single best question is is what is the market context making sure that you understand it getting underneath the covers not just gathering the numbers but figuring out what the real story is under the covers and the press releases
0: sure okay makes sense yeah we haven't i haven't heard in a a recommendation suggesting that, but I have to say the, um, the primary, you know, primary source or first source, I think you called it data related to the Facebook retargeting. I remember you saying that on stage and taking note of that as one of the big takeaways at the San Francisco event, because it's so big for our business um, okay. that that really stood out to me. And I'm sure it kind of hit people kind of hard who are listening to this right now that maybe missed that announcement or just got now reminded about that announcement from Facebook. That's kind of the trend of the way things are going. So I appreciate you bringing that up. And I think that, you know, perhaps on another podcast interview, I could do a whole podcast just on that one exact topic and what that means for investments and what that means for people in our community. Because I think you can go pretty, pretty deep on that. And it sounds like you're a a relative expert compared to most of us in that area. So I appreciate you bringing up, you know, the regulatory answer. Go ahead.
1: I, I, I would I'd love to do a piece like that. There's actually a, a ton to talk about, lots of different angles there. Uh, it really depends on what hat you're wearing when you're, you're talking about first-party data. For some, uh, it poses significant risk, and for others, it poses potential opportunity, um, depending upon how you, how you address it. Uh, anytime we, that Our perspective is anytime there's a big shift, you know, there's both sides of the equation, but we would love to come back on and do a deep dive on first-party data. Sure.
0: Great. Yeah. And hopefully some of our members can connect with you again at one of our investor summits where you're on stage again. Um, You know, we try to keep these interviews real tight, but uh, I know there's a lot more we could have covered related to everything we asked you about. Is there any last thoughts you wanted to get across or points about, you know, either investments you're seeking uh, above everything else or anything else about your investment mandate um, or you as an investor that you'd want to communicate before we wrap up?
1: Um, no, just re- reinforcing the, the you know the point out and understanding the market context. Um, you know we have a very broad scope, so people always ask us. Uh, you know, how is it that you can have such a broad scope and go really deep? And it's it's kind of, you know, in the same vein as consulting. You know, when you spend a lot of time in a space, you know, you can become an expert very quickly and get to, you know, like the, the deep dive answer. If you're dedicating enough really focused time, expending a lot of cognitive energy, frankly, tapping a lot of secondary resources to come to an answer very, very fast. Uh, one that's still current. Uh, I think the, you know, one, one of the problems is that, you know, people uh, don't have the time uh, to go that deep or don't have the cognitive uh-huh. energy to spend. Um, and, you know, for us, it's, you know, how do we come up with an answer that's useful to a lot of people? Because uh, it only makes sense to, to expend that kind of effort if, if many people can, can tap into that answer and get value from it.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, um, you know, my perspective running in, the investor club that we run, uh, I can relate to it. Some of our clients will make us go deep on mobile home park sourcing or car washes <laughs> or, you know, the, the average person never went deep and went under due diligence and looked at 20 different operators in a space and looked at what that means. So I can totally relate to what you just said. (laughs) I hope
1: hope that you're charging enough, by the way. So I used to do this work actually uh, at a professional services firm and we would go Uh into really deep, like wastewater treatment and one part of the wastewater treatment process, like the grinder part of the process. And, you know, it's, for those kinds of custom projects, I mean, like that should be like a half million dollar project at least. I mean, uh, and, that, and that's the problem, right? You know, like the expense of, you know, going to that level of effort it only makes sense if it's maybe an acquisition or a big investment, uh, it's a sp- or it's an answer that multiple people can use and they can show the cost.
0: Right, right. That's one key thing. That last thing you said is what we have hung on to as we try as much as possible to really take on the deep dives where there's some synergy on being smarter and more helpful to the next client, or we can show that investment thesis to four other of our clients, because otherwise, you know, you're exactly right. We're, we're not charging nearly enough for what we're helping some of our clients with, which I think, you know, it's always a game of um, making sure you're adding to your capabilities and value versus what you're charging, of course. But um, yep. great. Well, uh, I appreciate you getting on the line here uh, to share kind of your investor mandate kind of background with us. And um, Thank for you for anyone- having me. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate your time. And uh, anyone who's a member, you just log into the portal if you want to get uh, contact details, Um, you know, and we'll have have this interview in full available in the member portal in case you're listening to this on the podcast. Thank you, Tim.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: Take care.